often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to Slapbox Podcast. This is episode 568. I am your host, Josh Albert, recording once again inside the Slapbox penthouse. Ah, post 4th of July and all my fingers and hands are intact. <laughs> Probably because I didn't fuck with fireworks. I haven't done that in a long time. It's It's been a long time since I fucked with the old fireworks on the 4th of July. Since I lit, lit off... Some of that stuff, you know, but it, as an adult, it, it hasn't been, I mean, it's cool, I'll watch some fireworks, but I haven't had the desire to want to blow shit up as much, <laughs> other than on video games. <laughs> I don't know where my trusty sidekick, Agent Fox Mulder, is. I'm thinking he's downstairs, maybe soaking in some sun-ish, but it's looking like it's going to storm any minute, so I don't know that the sun's really out for him to be soaking in the sun. Maybe he's just hiding. He could be mad at me because when I was eating my my dinner, I would uh, not letting him on the counter. So he could be like, fuck you, dude. Fuck you. <laughs> Good chance. Good salad chance of that. Salad, salad chance. Yeah. Uh, last week, I guess, the last uh, re- recording I did was in between... <laughs> I'm trying, man, it was, seems so long ago because I, I still ended up working four days this week, even though I was off Monday and Tuesday. And, uh, but I had like a, yeah, uh, four day weekend. And the pod, the last podcast was like basically midway point of the weekend. <laughs> and I just ran on the Katy Trail, uh, before doing the podcast. And then I went out. Do some drink. Oh, there's there's my trusty sidekick. He hears me talking. He's like, "Ooh, I got to get on this action." He might jump up on the soundboard. It's looking like he's he's thinking about it. He's he's thinking about hitting some mute buttons. He's definitely thinking about it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and now I'm all paranoid. Oh, there he is. He's he jumped on the table with the soundboard, not on the soundboard though. As uh. He's just he's just hanging out. He's chilling out. He's uh wanting to get see what's up. Yeah, there we go. He's giving us some uh his little hello. <laughs> uh yeah, anyway though, I uh I went to the winery after the podcast last weekend. I I may have had uh, I should have stopped before I finished the first bottle of wine. I ended up getting in a second bottle of wine, which I I had about half of that. Though I did at least pour one glass for somebody else out of one of those bottles. It wasn't completely on me, but I was... I was feeling it, man. <sighs> like, I felt fine enough to drive, but man, I was definitely... Man, alcohol and being in my 40s just, just doesn't work out. It didn't work very well in my 30s either. But I, like, immediately regret it. <laughs> like oh one or two drinks that you know like a cup of something and just stop there (laughs) and like it's usually okay 
start hitting to three drinks, then it's a problem. And I'm just like, oh, I just feel like shit the rest of the weekend. Um, but I had a good time at the winery, though. And uh, hanging out with my, my run friends and such. And uh, they, of course, did... Uh, there was three of them that did the 30 miles, whereas I just did 10 miles. And uh, I walked a good chunk of that. And then I ran again uh, 4th of July on... Uh, Beulah Trail out there at Greensfelder Park. And whew, I walked a good chunk of that. A lot of walking for that. And uh man, I forgot my trail shoes. I had my I I knew that my trail shoes were all nasty from running on the Katie, which I put them in a bag so I didn't track shit into my car. And uh because I didn't want the Katie litter <laughs> stuck up that was stuck on my shoes inside the car. And so I had put them in a bag and I left them in the garage in the bag. And then uh, knowing this, when I went to Greensfelder Trail, I was like, you know what? Leave them in the bag. I'll wear these shitty shoes that I just wear when I'm just going to the store or whatever. They're run shoes that I put like over 400 miles on. Running on the mo- uh, on the road, which running on the road really <laughs> grinds through those shoes. But, uh, and I've had those shoes for like four years or something ridiculous. I don't know. It's been a long time since I bought those shoes. And so <laughs> there's no soul left of those things and uh, no cushion whatsoever either. I mean, it's you feel the ground in those fuckers, which is not good if you're going to run on a like technical trail with a lot of rocks, tree roots and such, because you're going to feel every every rock and every tree root. <laughs> And there's no grip, there's no grip with the, to those shoes whatsoever. It is just, I mean, it is like racing slicks <laughs> on the bottom of those shoes. I really need to buy some new running shoes, and then retire the my current road shoes, and then turn those into my daily, you know, go to the store shoes or whatever. I'd say my normal shoes, but my normal shoes are steel toe boots because I'm normally just going to work. <laughs> And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna run in steel toe boots. <laughs> Especially the slip ons. That's a that's a problem. Um but again, yeah, I was going to the trail. I have trail shoes that uh, are still perfectly fine for running on the trails. And yeah, I I thought about it. I had all my everything else. I had my bug spray and everything else. I knew that the bugs were gonna be bad at the trail, so I had that with me. I had uh, my shorts on, my all my other running attire. I had water. <laughs> and I thought to myself right before I stepped out of the uh, door into the garage, I was like, grab the trail shoes and let's get out of here. Somehow, <laughs> crossing the doorway into the garage, I blacked the fuck out, you know, as far as the uh, trail shoes went. And I did not realize that I did not pick up the bag carrying the trail shoes until I was at Greensfelder Park when I got out of my car and then like, oh, fuck, where are my shoes? Shit. I know exactly where my shoes are. And it's like a half an hour drive (laughs) uh, from my house to Greensfelder Park. And, uh, you know, the run was already starting. Like, there was no going back at this point. And I was in these shitty years-old running shoes that had no business on the trail. And, uh... 
Let's just say my feet were real fucking sore after that, especially uh, getting back to work. <laughs> but I survived it. I survived it. And uh, thankfully, we went in the, the morning of July 4th for that run. That's when we did that one. And uh, uh, the weather wasn't too bad. And then, uh, of course, had fish tacos that night over at uh, John and Megan's house. And uh, watched the fireworks. Hung out with some some cats. I I I, I got to be careful hanging out at Megan's house because, of course, that's you know my old friend that uh, she uh, <laughs> she fosters cats. And I I got to be careful because she had a lot of cats over there. You know, a lot of kittens she, she's fostering. I think she had said through the course she's been fostering animals for quite a few years. She's had they've had a few dogs here and there, but it's mainly like cats. And I want to say it's like 350-something animals they fostered through the course of the time that they've been fostering. I'm like, that's that's a lot of fucking fucking animals, man, come through your your place there. And, uh, yeah, they had quite a few kittens uh, over there. And uh, (laughs) I may have (laughs) uh, half-ass... You know, meant uh, had had uh, serious been a, uh, serious about it, but one of the kittens was like a uh, almost like a Siamese looking cat. Um, it was like a tan color and uh, like great like blue eyes and everything. Um, but they already had a foster home lined up for it. She said usually when they got like a cat that's like that beautiful, basically like there's there's no wait waiting. They they have somebody in line. To get it. I mean, if you get, I don't know, I don't think this cat's like full bred or anything. I was like, I don't, I don't know if it's actually Siamese, but it looks a lot like a Siamese. But, you know, if you get like a Siamese cat or like a Bengal cat and stuff, I mean, people pay top dollar for that shit. Especially, you know, full bred and everything. Uh, but when it, whenever I was over there and the, the, that cat, specific cat's name is Possum. Um, I, possum was just one of the first ones that like came over to me. I was like, Hey, what's up? Po-? Yeah. Possum seem really cool. And, uh, <laughs> then, uh, <clears throat> Megan had said that of course they had a foster home lined up and, uh, however, that, uh, the woman was in the hospital with the, some serious issues. And uh, I half jokingly said, uh, well, she said, you know, I wish we just had like a a friend lined up for uh, (laughs) the foster. It would just make things easier. I was like, well, all right, then just like halfway joking. But at the same time, you know, uh, (laughs) I half half jokingly, but I also kind of, you know, I was like, you know, it would be kind of nice to have give Fox, you know, a friend to play with. And Possum did seem really cool. Really cool cat. And uh, really cool kitten. I was like, do I really want to take care? I don't really want to take care of two cats. (laughs) I don't want to double the shit in the litter box and double the amount of food I buy and litter. You know, (laughs) not really. (laughs) I don't want to spend more money on that stuff. Um, But it was... 
I, I, I feel like the woman's going to, I don't know what the issue was exactly why the woman was in the hospital. I'm hoping she gets better. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> then again, you know, I'm sure they could find another foster for that cat. I mean, it's a beautiful cat. It's, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, uh, anyway, yeah, I was, <laughs> I just, yeah. Uh, I got a Twitter alert that like, man, and I, I've stayed off Twitter since threads has come out and there's a, I've kind of just, I've was never big on Twitter, never big on Twitter. Every once I find it useful for finding or did find it useful. Not so much anymore. Now it's just useful if you want to find out what Nazis are up to. Um, but, uh, and other right, right wing extremists, um, but in the past, it was, you know, a good way to find out about news stories or just like uh, uh, not so much news, but like uh, you know, you, rumors and such about, you know, new guitars coming out and, and everything. Or like uh, video games, the uh, Borderlands, they got it to where... Um, they have the keys to unlock tra- uh, chests that you could have a code for. And there's, you know, Twitter pages set up to where you go in there and you can get these key codes. <laughs> and uh, the when the PS5, when, like, whenever that came out there, you had, uh, you know, supply shortages and it was fucking impossible to find a PS5. Well, there was Twitter pages set up to where you, you get alert like, hey, Motherfucker, it's on in stock on Amazon. Go get that shit. So yeah, this <clears throat> and I used to, you know, post uh episode uh give it alert for a new post of the episode of this podcast on Twitter. But I can't I'd have to manually do it now, <laughs> which is why I stopped doing it because WordPress, I had it set up to automatically as soon as I did a post of a new episode, it just fucking tweeted that shit out. Now it won't do that. So I'm just like, all right, fuck you. I, I'm not going <laughs> to bother because uh, they don't they don't trust Twitter anymore because, uh, you know, it's con- kind of gone down the shitter. Um, but it, it is pretty funny to see how, like, uh, I, I've been on threads. I immediately signed up because it, it was, there was no real sign up. I already have an Instagram page. So all I had to do was log into Instagram and here you go. I got threads <laughs> and, uh, I was quite curious <laughs> to see how just like the early stages of it played out. Um, which is funny that everybody's like, Oh, it's so positive. It's so good in here. The Nazis aren't here yet. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's a social media, uh, thing. So, uh, I mean, give it a couple of days and I'm sure the, uh, harassment will, will really start igniting more. Um, as the, uh, you know, Zuckerberg is the one, you know, behind all this, <laughs> And uh, Facebook is one of the most toxic things ever to come out of the internet, if you ask me. And, uh, yeah, he's kind of behind that, too. (laughs) It is funny to me that uh, today, as I'm recording this, 
that uh, was it? Yes, it might have even have been yesterday. This is Saturday that I'm recording it, but Elon Musk is already suing Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> over the Threads app. <laughs> Only because, like, immediately it had, uh, I don't know, last I heard it was, like, 50 million, like, day of it launching, like, users. Like, an insane amount for, like, day one. But, I mean, they made it to where all you had to do was, I mean, you didn't have to sign up for shit. If you had an Instagram page, you already have fucking threads. You just fucking log in. <laughs> there you go. Um, <clears throat> So, basically, anybody that's got, you know, an Instagram just fucking download threads and what sucks though is from what I understand you can if you want to get rid of your Instagram and or your threads account you got to delete both because they're like tied to each other tethered if you will and that's kind of sucks and you got to have like the same username like I don't want my fucking <laughs> if I, I, I may want to have a different persona on threads <laughs> I miss, you know, some of the anonymity of the old internet days where uh, you just had, like, a, a, a username or it wasn't tied to your, like, real name and such. And you could have some anonymity to it, you know. Not that, not that I really... I mean, I guess in my early 20s and stuff, we were kind of dicks to people <laughs> with some trolling and shit. Uh, a little bit, but that was usually on nights involving alcohol. Um... <clears throat> Uh, but there's, I kind of like the fact that you can just like immediately be on Instagram and that, and like finding people makes it a lot easier because you can just follow all your fucking Instagram followers, uh, or the people that you follow on, uh, Instagram, which is kind of nice. But then, you know, I have family and shit on <laughs> Instagram. I don't necessarily... Well, like, if I'm going to go on, like, uh, tw Twitter or threads, I don't necessarily want, you know, my family reading everything I write. But I guess that's... <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't be posting it online. This is kind of what leads me to just not posting shit online. <laughs> I, I, I miss the days of the old MySpace before, you know, my mother and the rest of my family could uh, go online and look. I think that's mainly where I'm at. <laughs> it's just... Uh, it's weird when your, your family and, you know, people that you work with, you know, there's... there's I feel like that should be a separate thing from what I do online. <laughs> I don't want... Like when I went on MySpace, there was maybe a few coworkers were involved in that, and then it was like uh, you could just talk to people with you know shared interests. It wasn't like uh, like now, although you know Facebook. I mean, that's you go into different groups, but then if you know your family member joins that group, then you <laughs> anything you post in there is going to be read by them as well. I don't know. I think I maybe as especially since I as I'm getting older, I'm just wanting to be more of a JD Salinger, you know, the guy that wrote uh, Catcher in the Rye that uh, just went off the grid and disappeared <laughs> from everybody. 
I think that's just kind of how I feel. And, you know, having some anonymity is uh, would be great for that. The problem is I never wrote Catcher in the Rye. It didn't happen. I didn't make a mu- bunch of money off of it. So it makes it hard for me to disappear. So I have to, you know, continue to go to work and uh, be a part of society. Uh, saying this though, I've also, I've also tried to get back into like streaming, like I'm giving Twitch, uh, trying to give it more of a serious go ish. Not really half-assing it by that. I mean, I just played, so I streamed online for like a couple hours last week because the hell I had four days off. <laughs> I played, uh, evil dead online, uh, while playing some, uh, on Twitch on the PS five. And uh, I was surprised that I actually got a couple of people to view. Not for very long. I was unable to monitor or keep them entertained enough. But it's hard to get any followers on Twitch. And I say this as not somebody that has succeeded at doing so. But I haven't really tried other than like streaming very briefly. (laughs) Um, from what I understand, though, I've watched a lot of YouTube videos and uh, tips from uh, legit streamers that say, you know, of course, the hardest part is starting from zero, getting zero followers and viewers uh, to to anywhere, to like the first 50. That's like the hardest part, especially... Uh, on Twitch, like uh, other platforms. I know there's the new one kick, which actually has like, I might start uh, giving kick a go because they do have an hourly rate, but you have to hit a certain amount of viewers before you can get that hourly rate. Um, <clears throat> I don't, I don't see myself probably ever making any real money off uh, streaming online, but you know, why not? I talk into a mic at least an hour each week anyway. Might as well try going on and half-assing getting some money. <laughs> I don't know how hardcore I'll get. Um, but again, the hard part they say is getting those, get, just getting to like the first like 50 viewers or followers, which followers aren't necessary viewers. They might just follow you once and never fucking watch you again. Um, but yeah you you know uh my point is like with twitch people like to you know play the uh, games that uh there's fucking millions of people playing all the time that's where you're gonna find the most most twitch streams is the areas where people way more people play it so if if I were to uh, stream Call of Duty, I would most likely get zero views because the way it's set up on Twitch is, of course, uh, you go to the streams, whoever's streaming it, and the top of the page is going to be, of course, those who have the most viewers. And since there's probably something like millions of people, you know... Uh, streaming Call of Duty because all you really need is a fucking (coughs) computer and hell I guess like the PS5 and all that shit can like stream to Twitch straight off the system now I don't know I haven't 
really dug into that part. All I know is I've got a PC I can do it from and just hook my PlayStation up to it. <laughs> Via the HD60S, which is an older video capture card, which they have a newer one. But this one seems to be work work out fine. So I, I'm not going to buy a new one. I don't need the X as of yet. Uh, if I start making money, I'll, I'll consider that. But uh, yeah, I, um, if you go on Call of Duty and you try to stream and you have zero followers and viewers, you're never going to get found. Because there's just way, way, way too many streams. But it looks like Evil Dead might be a good way for me in. Uh, a way in for me if I, I really want to give a serious go at it. Because um, I, I was able to get a couple of viewers. There were uh, at least like four different uh, people that checked in on my stream. They didn't stick around, but they checked in on my stream when I was uh, streaming and I didn't, you know, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Nobody chatted with me. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the hard part was for me to monitor the chat. Um, I ended up, like, eventually just pulling it up on my phone to be able to look at the chat and try to see, like, who's how many people are in there and stuff. And I wasn't sure if it was counting me because it one, I had one uh, screen on my computer watching the chat. So I thought that when it just said one, that it was actually me, but I don't think it was me because I was logged into Twitch. I, the problem is I of course have the, uh, big monitor set up <coughs> on, uh, my PC, uh, computer desk, whatever. I, uh, I have that set up, of course, to play the game on and then to run OBS to monitor OBS and all of that shit. I have it on a smaller monitor that is turned with, uh, <coughs> sideways. So it's like a s even smaller when you turn it sideways. The only reason I have it turned sideways which makes it a lot harder to read to see the chat or anything on there on that screen. Um, I don't have enough room on this desk. <laughs> it's a smaller desk, which is kind of an issue. So, uh, you know, maybe here soon I'll buy another desk. I could also use a better monitor, secondary monitor as, uh, I suppose I could, well, I don't know. I was thinking maybe I could have just like, plug in one of my laptops to it and run that as a, I don't think uh, that probably worked real well, but <clears throat> or, well, I mean, I guess I could, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I didn't think about this then, but I guess I could just log into Twitch using one of my laptops. That would probably make sense to log in using a laptop and then monitor the uh, stuff that way. Now that I'm just kind of spitballing this in my head currently, <laughs> um, that definitely does seem like the better option. Uh, <clears throat> that being said, though, um, I was having issues with that, and I feel there was also the problem, too. Like, if I didn't know, or I mean, if I knew there wasn't anybody fucking watching me at that point in time, then it was just, it felt like uh, more natural for me not to talk. <laughs> I was being very repetitive in the shit I was saying, too. It didn't feel very 
natural. I feel like if I probably had like a friend playing the game with me, it would probably be easier to have me converse <laughs> about the game. <laughs> that would probably be a, a good, good in, if you will. And uh, that would definitely be something uh, maybe I could uh, convince my buddy Toddy or something to jump in on while I'm doing a stream at some point. But he rarely plays video games anymore. He's a, he's a busy guy. He's a busy guy doing uh, his developer stuff. And uh, he, he's gotten burnt out a lot. And he's somebody that's played video games possibly more than me in a lifetime. Though, I mean, that's hard to say. I mean, I've played a lot of video games. Been alive for 42 years. And in those 42 years, it's been the majority of those 42 years. Because I had an Atari... 2600 at a very young age fuck I probably started it wasn't quite out of the womb <laughs> I imagine I was probably like fucking I don't know maybe four at the most when I started playing that shit the old Atari I mean it was pretty simple to give somebody a, a joystick and a thing so you you figure about 40 years at this point that I've been playing video games ah <laughs> uh. But but Toddy's been he was the same way. He's 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 got that going out. Anyway, it's you know I I think it would work good if I had uh <clears throat> a a partner in crime, if you will. Um <clears throat> It would be great though if if I were to find a way to just make a little bit of money doing it. I don't I don't foresee myself ever becoming, you know, a top streamer or anything of that nature, but if I could, you know, have a little income, even on the side, even if it would just equal that of a part-time job, would be great. I'd be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> Make my life a little bit easier, and I enjoy playing video games, so it's like win-win. And, and I could, you know, buy better equipment as far as gaming is concerned, and then it would be a tax write-off because... I'm making a making a living off of it. Just you know, win win win. <laughs> Those th there's at least like three wins in there. <laughs> uh, I could write off you know microphones, fucking LED lights, desks, you know whatever. Cotton candy machine because of course you need that when you're streaming. Not that I'm like crazy about cotton candy, but it's cool watching it be <laughs> like spun. I remember there being a pimp my ride where they put a fucking cotton candy machine in the back of a ride. <laughs> and I think the only reason they did it was the producers of the show. There's, I, I don't know of any specific YouTubers off the top of my head, but there was, some great videos on YouTube. If you ever watched Pimp My Ride back in the day, uh, they give you stories about like the true behind the scenes stories of like Pimp My Ride and how obscenely ridiculous the whole setup was. Because um, those cars, half the time they uh, barely got those things to drive. They were sh they didn't change the engines in those cars, from what I understand. 
they may have gotten the car to slightly run, but it was just like, we're going to toss this fucking cotton candy machine in here. And like the only reason they did that to the one guy is because he was fat, not because he really liked cotton candy or anything like that. The producers were just like, hey, he's fat. Let's give him uh, candy. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> there's some pretty atrocious pimp my ride stuff in there. And, uh, it was, and they had to, from what I understand on many episodes, probably the majority of them, um, to get the reaction of the people they had, to they had to film it a couple of times. Cause they're like, no, you got to act excited. <laughs> we did this to the car. Holy shit. You got to be fucking pumped. Uh, and from what I understand too, it's not like it, they had this thing for a week. You were without your vehicle for, I think some of them took a ridiculous amount of time, like six months or something. It's like, uh, Hey, uh, kind of use this vehicle to make a living, go to work and, uh, you know, go to the grocery store and do my shit. <laughs> what am I supposed to do for that time? And I don't believe they gave him any kind of loan or anything like that. It was just like, you're without your vehicle. Of course, uh, they only uh, went to people that were within a certain, lived within a certain radius of where they were filming this shit. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, it was some funny stuff about uh, on, on the YouTubes. There's, there's some funny shit on, on uh, pit my ride and man, looking back at those fucking rides, they're fucking terrible. I, I, it would have been hard. It would have been a, a very good acting job on my part. If I really seemed excited when that showed up, <laughs> that'd be like, Oh yeah. Thanks. Thank you so much. That's, uh, holy shit. You took my shitty car and made it shittier. Yes. And you did not increase the value of it at all. <laughs> uh, there's been, uh, people that have, I think there was even a video of somebody like restoring one of the, the pit, my ride vehicles. Like there was this, uh, purple van. If I remember correctly <laughs> that they, uh, you know, it, they didn't do a really good job. I mean, they did shit to the body, made it look better and ish. I mean, they get print, painted it this awful purple <laughs> stuff. Uh, I, I'm losing focus on everything. Oh, uh, before I was going to go into the pimp my ride stuff, which was never planned, which is pretty much how I, I roll on this whole show was never planning to do anything really just kind of go with the flow. Uh, but I did go with the muffin man to see Indiana Jones in the dial of destiny. So, uh, and, uh, I mean, I was kind of excited to see it, but, you know, Harrison Ford is like literally like 80 <laughs> and, uh, uh, it's been a long time, even since, uh, the crystal skull, which is like 15 years ago. They put that out. 
which when that man, I was super jacked when that came out. Cause I was like, holy fucking shit. Because that, I mean, I was so in love with the character of Indiana Jones as a kid that, uh, you know, I wanted to be fucking Indiana Jones. He was the coolest of all fucking cool to myself at least. And I'm sure many people of my generation as, uh, I mean, he fucking killed Nazis and ran from boulders, had a fucking bullwhip and a fedora. <laughs> I mean, I believe that's a fedora. <laughs> As, uh, you know, I don't think it gets much cooler than that. It doesn't get much cooler. I don't, it doesn't. There's no, I mean, hold, the fucking music. You know, you get the idea. <laughs> the John Williams score in the back just gets me pumped every fucking time. Um, I wasn't excited as I was when I went and saw The Crystal Skull, which I know a lot of people hated that. I enjoyed watching it in the theater, um, which is what you want when uh, you see an Indiana Jones movie. It's about seeing it at the theater. And it's supposed to be like an amusement ride. And like, there was a lot of action in this new one as I'm sure I realize there's a lot of hate out there for this one, but I think more people are in, seem to be enjoying it than say the crystal skull. Um, I, th- I thought I really enjoyed this one. Um, the CG was still, still looked a little rough at times, uh, with the young Harrison Ford, uh, the, early sequences, but I thought the action sequences were pretty solid overall. And I got to say, Phoebe Waller-Bridge that plays um, his goddaughter in it did a phenomenal job as uh, I really enjoyed her. And she seemed like basically the new indie as uh, they clearly wrote Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf or LeBeouf, however you pronounce his name um as uh there was such a negative response to the crystal skull that they were like let's get rid of this character so the uh, spoiler alert they uh they have just a very short line in there well i guess more a little bit more than a line but mention the fact that he died basically in vietnam they just said the war, but it's, you know, in the sixties, one would assume they meant Vietnam as <laughs> like, Oh, here we go. That, I was wondering how you'd write him off, but, uh, essentially, um, his goddaughter is basically like a new indie. I'm wondering if there will be a spinoff. Cause man, I thought she was fucking great. Um, which I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to search the interwebs and see if there's a spinoff. As, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's people are saying ways it could be spin to spin it off, but, uh, hmm. Yeah. They're just saying purely speculative. Um, <clears throat> as, uh, there's people who teased it. I would think that she would she could get a show. Helena, I believe is her character's name. Um 
Maybe that's not her name. Let's see here. As I cannot spell. <laughs> As, uh, yeah, great. You get to hear me type. <clears throat> do, do, do. Phoebe Waller Bridge. What was her character's name? Uh, it, it doesn't really matter what her character's name. Yeah, Helena Show. That was her. Uh, I could totally see a show being formed around her. And what the point I was going to get to with her is that, uh, I mean, I bought into that her being that character. I mean, she's she's basically like indie at my age because she's like late 30s. I don't think she's quite 40. But that would have been Indiana Jones at the time of like, say, the uh, Last Crusade when he's just, you know, killing it. And uh, I felt like she was killing it and I really bought her as that character. And that's, to me, you know, if you want to see a movie and be entertained by it, you got to believe, no matter how ridiculous the story is or or the whole premise, (laughs) if you buy into it, it doesn't matter how ridiculous it is. Like, that's when you get swept up into it. And that's all comes across in, you know, the acting of it and I thought acting over I mean the whole cast was good I mean uh, they had uh, Antonio Banderas as a diver I was like holy shit when that scene came up (laughs) with Antonio Banderas I was like holy fucking shit they went to a shipwreck too I was like are they going in a submersible (laughs) is there going to be an implosion how did they know but no no they just dove down into it (laughs) <laughs> and uh, they had scuba suits and uh, yeah anyway Phoebe Waller-Bridge um, I totally bought her as being a very intelligent uh, person and she was just great she's also like a th- <laughs> a thief and everything and she- it was like it- what if Indiana Jones was c- a little bit more <laughs> of a thief and uh more about the money that was not so much a thief but you know she was all in this movie she's all about the the benjamins at least at the beginning of the film before she has her growth is where it does seem the movie's more about her in a way like indy i mean it's it's indiana jones but still it's the character arc her character arc seems to be more important than indy's Indy, I mean, of course, he's got his own arc, but uh, it's really like Indy's last adventure is what, you know, essentially this is. Um, But I can think of like an actress (laughs) that really, like bad casting, um, where I didn't buy them as the character. Um, There was... The James Bond movie with the back in the Pierce Bronson days. Let's see here. Uh, (sighs) 
I'm trying to remember which film it was here. <laughs> the world is not enough. Okay, it was The World is Not Enough, which I don't know what year that came out. Uh, 99. Okay. Yeah, it came out a long time ago. 20 24 years ago. As uh The whole what that movie got me cuz like it was Denise Richards as a nuclear physicist. <laughs> and of course, you know, Bond it's all about it's just got to be a, a beautiful woman and, and there's there's been some solid casting. There's been some great Bond women over the years. And uh, it's not that I hate Denise Richards. She had some good roles and stuff. But I did not buy her as a nuclear physicist. At all. <laughs> so I didn't have a good jo- a good time at that, uh, at that Bond film. Which I believe I went and saw in the theater. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, though, however, she's super smart and, you know, she knew these crazy languages and stuff, which seems a bit crazy that, you know, it's hard to imagine anybody knowing like multiple of these ancient languages and then also just being a thrill seeker. And uh, had it been had there been a, a piss poor had they put Denise Richards in there, I would have been like, I'm not buying this. I believe Phoebe Waller-Bridge, though, knows these languages and remembers her father's book about uh, Archimedes' uh, dial. As uh, <clears throat> yeah, that, but I I did enjoy the film. I did enjoy the film, and I'm glad I went and saw it in the theater. It's uh, not one you want to wait for at home, which I think. I think I've actually seen all the Indiana Jones films in the theater. I feel like I did see Temple of Doom at the theater. And again, maybe not. I was pretty young at the time. I don't believe I saw Raiders of the Lost Ark when it initially ran in the theater, but I know I've seen it a couple of times in the theater after its original release. Um... But I, I've, of course, seen The Last Crusade. I remember seeing that one in the theater. I was old enough to actually remember that one. And, uh... <clears throat> yeah, I'm just not sure. I remember seeing Temple of Doom on, like, VHS. Okay, 1984. Yeah, I'd have been, like, three years old. I might have seen that in the theater. If I did, I wasn't young enough, or I was... Too young to really fucking remember that. Um, oh, such a good film, though. Such a good film. I was hoping this is, I guess, another spoiler. I've pretty much spoiled a good chunk of the movie at this point. Or at least halfway ass spoiled. Um, I was waiting for a short round. Shelly had uh, messaged me, too, and said uh, he was said that uh, Short Round was not in it. That is uh, Ki Hoi Kwan, who of course was also, uh, he played Short Round in Temple of Doom, and he was uh, Data 
in uh, Goonies. And, of course, he's uh, he went away from acting for ye- decades, I guess. And just fairly, just fairly recently, like, gone back to a- acting as, uh, oh, man, he did some stunts in X-Men? I didn't know anything about that. That, uh, <clears throat> see, the, uh, man, what the hell? I thought, no, I'm looking at his acting credentials. I thought he did, uh, I guess he's not in the, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. I think that's the one that really put him back on the map. Um, as I have not seen it, heard good things, heard good things. Uh, but, uh, I love, I love some, uh, Kihoi Kwan though. He's fantastic. I would, uh, I was really hoping they'd have short round as an adult in there. I feel like he should have been. Where was short round? I want to know. The internet's got to be. That's that was probably the most disappointing part to me. It was like seeing the star. You know, uh, when Disney came back out with Star Wars, and there was originally no Lando. And then they just kind of threw him in Rise of Skywalker. And like they had the Last Jedi was a piece of shit film, if you ask me. But they went to a fucking casino planet. And if you there's ever a spot where you should probably throw Lando Calrissian in, it's when you go to a fucking casino planet. <laughs> Made no sense to me. Made no sense to me. Where was short round? And <laughs> he's not in there, motherfuckers. Ah. Motherfucker. See, uh, James Mangold <sighs> explained that he couldn't find room in the story for Quan's character. This is bullshit. <laughs> Uh, he didn't want it to turn into the worst kind of cameo. You could have had him in there somewhere. Come on, man. This is some bullshit. Mangold, what the fuck, man? You can't write a spot for him? He couldn't have been like one of the divers or something? Ugh. Ugh. That's just sad. Just so sad. I, I did see that he was at the premiere with uh, Harrison Ford. Or he, he uh, went like, uh, I believe it was Harrison Ford actually that gave uh, Key the, because uh, he uh, won a, was it an Oscar, I believe. As uh, <clears throat> Harrison Ford, man. He's quite, I, I love me some Harrison Ford. And you want to get see some good interviews uh, with the uh the Harrison Ford, dude, fucking uh, I guess I can skip past short round now. <laughs> Forget about that for a while. But uh, anyway, back to Harrison Ford because, I mean, you gotta love some Harrison Ford. 
uh, <clears throat> he, uh, he's been on Conan, I believe, on when he had the show. He was on there like nine times, if I remember correctly. And his appearances on like the late night with Conan, and uh, I guess he was on when he was on the, uh, at the Tonight Show as well. <clears throat> They're fantastic. And there's a there's a great story that uh, apparently the first time that Conan, which he had already wanted, he loved Harrison Ford. He wanted to have him on before he ever met him, um, but he he couldn't make it happen. And Conan was at some event, and I want to say DC. <laughs> He's going home late late at night in this elevator. And he hears somebody yelling, hold the door. (laughs) And then, uh, you know what? I'm going to shit. I'm going to, I'm going to play this part. Um, cause Harris, what I was going to get to is Harrison Ford was just on Conan's podcast. Conan O'Brien needs a friend. Great, great fucking podcast. Great podcast. If you love Conan. Let's see here. Conan and Harris motherfucker. This uh computer's not being very kind to me. Not being kind at all. Um do 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 uh, I might have problems finding the exact the exact video here. Um but they're in DC well, he hears a uh, hold the elevator, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> damn it! Uh, maybe this is it. This is in this clip, but uh, I, yeah, I'll try to see if I can find. I know he one of these clips. <laughs> one of these clips has it. Just don't know which one. As uh, <clears throat> I'll see. I'll see if this uh, this has it. But basically, close the the door on Harrison Ford. <laughs> he just wanted to get to his room. Um, I'll play one of these clips, one of these shorter clips, and hopefully that's the one. Um, damn it. This is uh here. We this is probably complete. Oh, no. My name is Harrison Ford, and I feel confused <laughs> okay. about being Conan O'Brien's friend. Now, listen. Listen. You and we I talked had... about this a long time ago. We did. And, and, and a lot of time has passed. <laughs> You've made no effort whatsoever. <laughs> now you show up out of the blue... And you want me to be your friend? Yes, I do. I do. And listen. What can you say on a podcast? Can you can you, say anything, anything you want. You like. Anything you like. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Already my favorite. Uh, clearly, uh, Harrison, you've read the room, and you understand that there's a lot of animosity towards me, and that you will do quite well if you shit on me throughout this process. Thank you for confirming my instincts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the first thing you did when you came in here is say, I just want my my parking validated. <laughs> uh, 
And that's that seems to be your chief concern <laughs> is that we validate your parking when maybe I'm going out on a limb here. This could be the biggest hour of your career. It's possible. <laughs> it's possible that this podcast recording will outshine any of your other work. If he gets a parking validation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, don't worry about the car. I'll walk home. <laughs> you will walk home. Rather on than air. Suffer the, on air. On air. Yeah. Can we record you for the whole walk home? Oh, yeah, sure. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I want to say something to you, which is that I have... Uh, you, you came on my show many, many times on the late night show. And over the years, people would say, who's one of your favorite guests? And I would say, Harrison Ford, because he's so goddamn funny. You would come on the show. Have you seen these oh, appearances? Of have, yeah. You are so uh, hilariously funny. And you tossed me around like a rag doll <laughs> verbally on these shows. And they're some of my favorite segments of all time. You were a hilarious man. And I've you, always loved being around you. You guys wrote some great stuff for I, I remember uh, I don't remember no any you don't. Of it, to tell you, <laughs> you know who I am at this moment Conan O'Brien yes <laughs> it's kind of cool when you say it that way it is, you know what it's you, only you cool it. when you say it it's the only time it's ever been cool do it again Conan O'Brien. Yes. Wow. It's like jazz. Wow. Yeah. It's fantastic. Yeah, we're I... jazz. We're jazz. We're yeah. jazz. Yeah. Yeah. We all pick up on each other. Uh, he, uh, he's yeah. jazz. You're, you're, uh, he's jazz? Like carousel he's, he's music. He's saying you're jazz. I'm yeah. jazz. And I am, uh, yeah, circus calliope. Yeah. I think you're, something kind of that, that a chimp would dance to. And you're chaz. Chaz. Okay, I'm sure. All right, I'm going to go What kind of Chaz. a name is Conan? Is it... Uh... How dare you? Uh, Conan <laughs> is a, an old Gaelic name that my parents gave me. Uh, they thought, we'll call Be him Conan. old Gaelic. Boy. I come from... Do you uh, speak Gaelic? I do not. I do not speak Gaelic. In fact, I don't think anybody really speaks Gaelic. I think it's a made-up... Uh, <laughs> have you heard Gaelic? It sounds like a bunch of... Someone threw some chairs down the back stairs. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of... Yeah. Consonants. There's not a vowel in there. And I think it's just to confuse people about when it's time to go to the pub. So I uh, no. I don't speak Gaelic, but I do have a very Irish name. And um, you know what fascinated me to learn? I'm part Irish. You are part Irish? Yeah. Irish, German, and uh, mother Jewish. What's the German part? The, the... I thought you were German-Irish. I thought your dad was German Irish. Is there such a thing as German Irish? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Would German people were allowed to marry Irish people? Sure. <laughs> but you don't carry a designation by marrying somebody a a a, a national. I'm, that's, yeah, sure you do. Yeah. No. I'm, there are Irish Italians. Come on. Okay. Of course. My father is was German and uh, Irish. Uh, Irish Irish. Right. Okay. No German. No German. No. Okay, I refer you to this piece My of mother. paper right here that says, born and raised in Chicago to an Irish slash German father. Well, that's, if that's the quality of your research. <laughs> <laughs> and I imagine it is because right there it says Harrison Ford, and then you had to write down Han Solo. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you can't Come fucking on. remember that? No, yeah. I can't. I can't remember Han Solo. Are you wrote, serious? Yeah, I wrote down because I heard that you were in some of the Star Wars films. And this was news to me because... 
I've seen those films, and I don't exactly think you pop. Well, you... I didn't recognize. I'm sorry. Whoa. Oh, you got to watch I mean, the video. I remember Chewbacca. I remember uh, the bad guy with the black helmet. Uh-huh. And then uh, there's some people. How come you're not still on television? <laughs> I think it's quite obvious why I'm not still on television. Yeah. Oh, the whole thing is pretty great. Or what I've seen, I don't, I don't think they have videos of all of it. Uh, but if you go to Team Coco, uh, the YouTube channel, you can see uh, several clips of it of their uh, podcast together. And Harrison Ford is just, I mean, killing it. He's fantastic with Conan. Is uh. <laughs> The, at one point, they do talk about the the elevator incident, where uh, oh, I know, oh, I know what clip it was. Damn it, I know what clip it was now, where they talk about the damn elevator. It's it's too long of a clip anyway. I've already already played enough. I don't think Conan's gonna come sue me or anything, but you never know. Uh, is yeah, there's one. Like they've got the original clip too, uh, where uh, Harrison Ford came on his late night show and they <laughs> reenacted the moment where they uh, closed the elevator doors on Harrison Ford. <laughs> uh, let's see here. There was a clip on here. Oh yeah. There was a, there's the video, if you want to hear him actually talking about it during that podcast, there's a studio, it's titled, The Studio Exec Tried to Get Harrison Ford to Change His Name, which is a pretty funny segment. There's, that one's like 15 minutes long, um, which I, I'm not going to play it, but <clears throat> it's pretty great, pretty epic. It's pretty funny that a studio executive, Harrison Ford is his real name. And a studio exec said, like, that's not going to work. That name sounds horrible. Meanwhile, it's like the greatest fucking name for an actor ever. I mean, to, maybe it's maybe I'm a bit biased because I was a kid whenever Indiana Jones and Star Wars were, you know, first huge. I mean, I was born right after uh, A New Hope had come out. I mean, that came out in 77. Shelley was born then. But I was born into a world, basically, where Harrison Ford was the biggest fucking movie star. <laughs> where he was playing Han Solo and fucking Indiana Jones. Pretty much at the same time. So, I guess, in in my eyes, you know, he's always going to be, like, the biggest movie star ever. I mean, he's just... The look of Indiana Jones to me is always just like that's what a fucking movie star should be. As uh, like that's a shitty name. It's a great bit though, him talking about this fucking producer, <laughs> and he keeps <laughs> saying the producer's full name in the clip. It's pretty great. <laughs> Clearly, he still holds on to that. You motherfucker, fuck you. Because <laughs> uh, he actually that same producer or movie exec. Whatever, not producer, but like, uh, he, uh, <laughs> he canned him at one point. Uh, Harrison Ford, that is. He canned Harrison Ford, and clearly Harrison Ford never forgot that shit. 
But hey, I guess it fueled him. It fueled him, so in a way, maybe he, he's got to thank him. <laughs> then again, you know, maybe not. Uh, but that's really all I, I've got tonight. As uh, I think that's pretty much all. I There might have been a few other things. There's so much news that happens these days. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, five minutes from now, I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, yeah, I was going to get into that. Ah, but we're good here. We're good here. As, uh, yeah, that's all I've got. As always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.